Hello, and welcome to the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter. Jim is off for this episode. Our guest is perhaps one of the, the biggest, most prolific media figures out there on the basic income. He crowdfunds his own basic income. So please welcome to the program, Scott Santins. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to have you, Scott. So just want to get a, a little bit of background info on you. So what were you doing with your life when you started to get involved with the basic income? <laughs> uh well back uh back in the day i mean i was i was doing like um you know writing on the side and i was doing like um website design management stuff and you know i've always been self employed my whole life which is really one of the things that has informed my views of basic income um you know is that i i, I know what it's like basically what the future of employment is going to be with uh, more and more what they call the 1099 economy. Uh, that's kind of been the, my life is the 1099 economy. And so I, I see like how important uh, basic income will be you know, towards this future way of working where there's just so much more independence and um, you know, variability in putting together incomes from a whole bunch of different sources. And uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing beforehand. And I got into basic income via the technology route and that was you know there was a discussion on reddit that that made it to the front page and it just kind of even shocked me to learn about some of the things that they discussed uh, this was back in 2013 and just uh, you know I, I had not known that there were already essentially robot trucks working in mines you know the Rio Tinto mines uh, in, you know New Zealand and uh, you know Australia and whatnot and it just amazed me that that here we are. Like the this was not science fiction into the future. This was something that hey, you know, we're already doing this, and our plan is to eliminate you know these human drivers by 2020, and you know then we want to automate even more. We basically want to have essentially you know robots drilling for minerals, and then robot trucks transporting those minerals to robot trains which go to robotic ports and then you know shipped via robotic boat and <laughs> like this is not uh, it sounds so science fictiony but it's all actually very realistic at this point and it's already done i mean there are already automated ports working there are already you know robotic trains and in trucks and like this is it, this is like our reality now and just kind of getting into that it was just kind of like, wow, what kind of future are we looking at? How can we actually make this work for us? Because it seems like we are facing that choice where it's not just about kind of keeping things as they are. It's like we're, things are either going to get worse or they're going to get a lot better. And I want us to go down that let's make things a lot better route. And if we're going to take that road instead of the other road, uh, it, that road is basic income. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. This is one of those things where you, know, you talk about it and kind of it invokes this image of like the robot brigade is coming and they're going to, you know, there's going to be a robot sitting in your chair when you show up for work the next day. But really, it's this very subtle thing where one little process gets automated and the next process gets automated and little by little, the human becomes less important to a, a given task. Yeah, and so not only this less important, it's just that we can do so much more with less. I mean, that's the entire point of technology is to do more with less. So we're yeah, we can we're always going to have say you know doctors, but you can actually even with doctors make it so that you only need say five doctors to do the same amount that you would have had twenty doctors do. So it, as we go down 
the technology enhancing our abilities route, there's just so much more work that can be done with far, far less human workers. And that's what really, I think people aren't really wrapping their heads around as far as like, oh, we'll always create jobs. Like, yeah, we'll create jobs, but every job that we make can do more and need less. And that's what we have to kind of wrap our heads around. Yeah. And to that point, those five doctors might be more efficacious than the 20 doctors that they're replacing. Oh, sure. So you've been crowdfunding your own basic income for, was it three years now or how long has this been going on? Well, it took me a year to go from uh, you know $0 a month to $1,000 a month. And uh, I completed that process uh, at the end of last year. So this year is the first year where I've had a basic income. So, you know, each month so far is what I've been living with uh, as a basic income so far as having that guaranteed minimum income floor. And of course, yeah, that's one of the things I've learned even uh, from having that is that I earn on top of it. And, you know, I write an article and if I sell that article, then that's earned on top of it. And I have so much more freedom and I have even have more bargaining power where, you know, as before, when I did not have basic income, even before I even knew about basic income, you know, I would do, I, I would spend oh, 100 hours on an article that I might get paid $50 for. And uh, nowadays, it's like, I, I'm not going to do that. If, if I'm going to spend that kind of time on something, it's going to be because I really want to do that. And that's like my passion to get that article written. Or it's going to be because, yeah, I, it's still something I want to write, but at the same time, I'll get paid for that. And it'll be enough that I feel it's worth my time. And that's where, that's where, like, I'm already feeling that, like, enhanced security, enhanced bargaining power that you have from just having this guaranteed minimum that no one else really has or doesn't yeah. recognize that they have. Yeah, I wanted to ask you just about the, the life experience of having a, a basic income. Does it feel different than it did, say, you know, three, five years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels so much different in that this, there's a sense of security. And it's funny that I never felt that was important before I had security. Because uh, you, you, you can even think that you have it. But instead, it, until you really have it, you don't know what it's like. Uh, and so that's why it's like people who are receiving actual Social Security checks, like seniors who are receiving that. Like I think once they start receiving it, they're some who actually feel this feeling that I think most people don't feel is that I'm not worried about where I'm going to come up with the money to pay rent and food. You know, I'm not at no point am I worried that I'm going to be homeless or starve or, you know, the most basic kind of fears that people can have. And it's even fears that you can have if you're earning a hundred thousand dollars a year in a good job. Like you never know uh, if you're going to get fired, like if you're going to be downsized, like there's so much insecurity in having a job because you can go from essentially, you know, $50,000 a year to $0 a year. And then you're worried like, oh, well, maybe you have unemployment, but then you have to jump through those unemployment insurance hoops, you know, and maybe you'll get it and maybe you won't. And maybe you think that food stamps are there, but then you have to go through those hoops and maybe you'll get them and maybe you won't. Like there's so much insecurity involved in both the way that we work right now and even our our social safety net has so much insecurity involved with that because there's just so many means testing uh, there's so many conditions applied to these things and there's so much paperwork and there's so much 
you know, going from here to there and spending this time doing that. Like, it's it's a different kind of feeling knowing that 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 you don't have to deal with any of that. That just you're going to get the cash, and on a monthly basis, you're covered for the basics and everything above that. You can you know spend your time on if you you can you can focus on your job say. 40 hours a week or maybe you want to downshift to 20 hours a week and and spend 20 hours working on something that's a lot more important to you like um you know creating another business or or writing something or, or working on music or volunteering or caring for others like there's so many more choices that open up when you have that security because so much of what we do is essentially based around trying to like quote unquote earn a living, which I, I think has a lot of negative consequences when people are so focused on just what can you do to get by instead of more of this long term thinking of what's possible. And I think that's really something I, I feel having a basic income is that relief of not having to worry about what so many of us are just completely used to worrying about on a daily basis for our entire lives. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's it just kind of background noise that you don't even notice that you're just constantly thinking, or most of us are just constantly thinking about the next rent check, the next whatever it is. So what kind of reactions did you get from people when you you started crowdfunding and started explaining what you were doing here? Oh, well, like reactions from uh, from media or from uh, people reading the pieces, uh, reactions on like Reddit, like all, all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm curious about all that. And even just from friends, you know, what was it like to catch up with someone and say, by the way, I'm, I'm crowdfunding my own income, so I don't have to worry about, you know, if I'm going to starve. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'd been writing about basic income and focusing on basic income for um, already a year uh, before I actually started crowdfunding. So everyone already knew that that this was like my focus that I was, you know, fully intent on. And so it just, you know, seemed natural and people already knew about that. It wasn't like any kind of surprise. It was just like, oh, that, you know, that makes sense. And, um, you know, I think that's a great idea. And so, you know, it was very, very supportive uh, and very interesting, you know, a lot of interest from my, you know, friends and family and whatnot. Um, now, as far as, like, people who can hear about this, like, uh, there's been a couple, like, articles written about me. And, like, even most recently, there was an, a local article from the local paper. And it was, it was amazing how it even just kind of felt like, you know, somewhat of a, of a, like a, it was negatively framed from the beginning and uh, there was a definitely negative reaction to it because people took this as instead of looking at this as like a, an entrepreneurial viewpoint of saying, hey, look at this guy who is working for himself writing articles and instead of charging for the articles, he's actually, uh, you know, earning from his uh, fans, and, you know, of his work on a, on a monthly basis and, you know, oh, how, how wonderfully entrepreneurial of him. Instead, it was like, Oh, look at this guy who is doing nothing, nothing whatsoever, and he is essentially has crowdfunded his own welfare. Uh, you know, it is just like it was crazy to me how how that that kind of reaction, and it's even it was framed that way from like the editorial perspective, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I mean that's one of the first reactions I get anyway when I just bring up the basic income in a group of people that maybe you haven't heard of it before, is that, okay, well, then everyone would just sit around and do nothing. You've uh, 
had a few articles kind of trying to counteract that idea. Oh yeah, because the, the way that and I I, I live this. It, it really is. I I live this ability to pursue the work that I want to pursue. I, I'm not having to work in a in a typical you know, full time job, you know, with a boss and uh, you know fellow employees and whatnot and. All this, it's like I can I can focus what I most want to focus on on a daily basis. Like you, like the saying goes, you have to have money to make money, and like I have enough money where I can actually focus on my work that I feel is most important, which is writing articles and doing podcasts like this and traveling to various conferences. Even now, as a most recent thing, like uh, you know, this is the work that I feel is most important, and that's the I could not do this. If I was focused on uh, just paying the rent and you know getting by with with normal jobs and and whatnot, like this is, it's just so much self-employment, so much entrepreneurial potential to basic income because there's so many ideas out there that people would focus on, uh, they want to focus on. There's so many ideas out there that people want to make real. But they can't do it if all their time is invested in other things and if they don't have the resources to invest in their idea. Like even if you, you know, it, it can be fairly cheap to, let's say, start up your own blog and, you know, this kind of thing where it maybe just costs like $50 for a year or something. And it, but everything costs at least some kind of money for, for, for doing that. And so you do need to have at least something in order to pay for these things. And so, you know, basic income, it can even sound small to people that it's, oh, it's just $1,000 a month, what all that, what all that do? But the creativity uh, of, of most people, uh, I would say in general, there's so much creativity out there that's untapped where people, um, there's so many different ideas that people would want to focus on if they could. So it just uh, the way that I look at this as well is this, the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation uh, when it comes to work. And so for those who aren't familiar with those two terms, uh, extrinsic motivation is when you uh, will do something because of something you get in return, some kind of external stimulus like uh, money or a trophy or a ribbon or something. Like those are extrinsic factors. And intrinsic motivation is when you do something because it's something that you want to do personally for your own reasons, be it uh, you know because of uh, you know, autonomy, mastery, and purpose, because you want to get better at something, or because it, you feel it's really important, it has value to you. Like that's the kind of work that actually I feel has the most value and it does the most. Like we 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 shouldn't have to prod people into doing things extrinsically, and also the the difference is is there's so much actually less creativity involved with extrinsically motivated work versus intrinsic. So to create a world where actually so many more people can focus on intrinsically motivated work, I think is a better world. Yeah, and speaking of creativity, I wanted to ask you about an upcoming project, which is the Basic Income Create-A-Thon in New Orleans. So these are, they're like hackathons. There have been two so far, one in the Bay Area and one in Los Angeles. So this will be the third um, I like hackathons and that people get together to work on projects over a weekend, but it's create-a-thon, so you, yeah. doesn't, you don't have to hack. You can do anything you want. So talk to me a little bit about this event and what you hope comes out of it. Yeah, that's even actually where we met for the first time, is at the very first create-a-thon right. in San Francisco. Right. 
And uh, yeah, then there's a, there was a second Create-A-Thon that took place in Los Angeles, and this will be the uh, third official Create-A-Thon where people get together over the course of a weekend. It's kind of a, you know, you get together on Friday night to kind of introduce yourselves to each other, go over some ideas, and uh, on the next day, you really just, it's like a full day of just working on projects, whatever those may be. Maybe it's a... You know, video project of some kind, or maybe it's a, a, a program of some kind, or maybe it's some kind of paper or, you know, research thing. You know, it's, it, people are free to focus on whatever they want. Uh, it's just a way of, of coming up with something that can further the basic income movement in whatever way that people, you know, want to focus on. And then the, the final day is when, you know, you finish up your projects and you present them. And uh, it, it's been really interesting to to see um, how even this is like it's like a microcosm kind of look at basic income. I feel because you're getting people together and they're not having to worry about uh, food. Like we cover food for this, and you're not having to worry about you know uh, space. Uh, you're, you're indoors. You got you got you got all, you got your basics covered, and then you have just like a you have a blank slate with people around you that also have blank slates and time and resources. And what do you come up with? Like, what is it when you get a bunch of cre- bunch of creative people together with uh, their potential that's actually there instead of being, uh, you know, worried about other things and taken up doing other things and what happens when you, when you get that um, kind of mixed together. And so it, it's, it's been fascinating to see, what are the results of creative thought so far? It's very, very creative stuff, and it's very, um, it's it's inspiring to see what people come up with, and just the the energy of people getting together who are passionate about this idea, and just meeting each other and making new friendships. It's uh, it's exciting. So I'm excited to be a part of that here in September, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, it's when it'll take place uh, right here in New Orleans at a launch pad here. And we'll see how many people uh, become part of it. Yeah, and I'll just throw in a plug of my own there. Uh, you can find more info and sign up, I believe, at universalincome.org. And uh, I went to the one in San Francisco. It was a really good time and a really great way to get connected to the basic income community, meet a lot of really great folks. So uh, I just want to ask you one more thing, which is just looking forward, there's you know a lot of political movements, a lot of thought movements, a lot of media around the basic income what are you personally excited about in the near to mid future related to the basic income? Well, I'm really excited about the uh, Give Directly project uh, starting so people can uh, actually donate to givedirectly.org and they're actually going to be running a 10 to 15 year base, universal basic income uh, in Kenya. And uh, that'll be like the longest term kind of best, uh, most rigorous look at a full universal basic income so far. That's exciting to me. And also Y Combinator is doing like their pre-experiment uh, project starting up in Oakland here soon. And uh, you know the results of that will inform their major experiment that they'll do after that. Um, I'm excited to see how all that turns out. Um, but also I'm just excited just to see really what's around the corner that we don't know about yet because these things just kind of can pop up and you know what happens when maybe there's going to be a signature initiative uh to 
try to come up with some kind of of basic income uh, experiment or or pilot or or even a policy in like a city. Like maybe we'll see something coming out of, of Washington D.C. Or, or San Francisco or something. Um, you know, maybe we'll see something along state lines. Like maybe we'll see uh, Washington or Oregon or Colorado like start gathering signatures to um, to put like a their own essential Alaska style dividend where everyone in the state will receive you know income unconditionally for being a resident. Like these are the things that I'm really excited about. That um, that I think are are really pretty much just around the corner, and I think that um, we're going to start seeing a lot a lot more of these things. All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, really, really great stuff, and excited to see what's next for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for starting up this podcast too. You know, it's great. We need uh, we need so much more stuff like this. It's great. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Actually, we just chatted with Joe Houston of Give Directly uh, two episodes ago about their their project in Kenya. Yeah. All right. That was Scott Santons on the Basic Income Podcast. To hear more conversations like this, please subscribe and rate us and review on iTunes while you're there. It'll help other people find the podcast. And if you want to keep up with Basic Income News, you could do a lot worse than just following Scott Santons on Twitter. Have a great day.